Welcome back to Mortgagenomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gallo. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, been out for a while, been gone. Uh, Travel to Croatia for the past uh, four weeks. So excuse the hiatus, but uh, yeah, I had a wonderful time. I had to take a break and um, there you have it. I'm back. So what I'm going to do today, I'm just going to get back at it in a quick blast on uh, here's what's on my mind segment this week. So let's get at it. Depending on where you are, you will likely have a different view of today's real estate market. In most places, other than Alberta, probably, uh, one will likely conclude that real estate activity is down or, or even down and out, like outright done. Um, but if you hang out in and around the trenches like I do, of course, you will uh, realize that things are still moving along. And uh, of course, like I mentioned, in some parts of the country, a little more aggressively than others. So anyway, here's what's on my mind this week. And I'll, I'll kind of phrase it more like, here's what's coming across my desk this week. Um, there's quite a bit of activity, but here's the takeaway. There's, there's absolutely no pattern or profile when it comes to describing the current transactions, like the deal types and you know, that sort of thing, because they're from all varieties. There's first time home buyers, there's homeowners that are upgrading to larger homes, uh, people who are downsizing, there's people refinancing their existing mortgages, renewals, there's divorces, there's inheritance, you name it. It's not one big transaction driving the market right now. Um, it's pretty much every deal type and it's coming from different directions and uh, crazy angles, right? Like I swear, it seems like every application I'm working on is like over the top complicated. It's crazy. So here's a sampling of uh, what's coming across my desk these days. Uh, to start, quite a few new construction condo completions. So these are people who have purchased, uh, you know, one, two, or even three years ago, and now their condo is coming up for completion. For the most part, these are proceeding smoothly, and people are continuing to qualify despite the significant higher interest rate environment that we're in right now but i'm still managing to qualify most applicants simply by stretching the amortization out to 30 years uh, but there, there there are a few files where i'm going to have to explore alternative lending sources uh, I'm, I'm anticipating some some drama for sure on a few files and by that i mean you know Exploring alternative lending sources, I mean higher interest, higher priced interest rate lenders in exchange for easier qualification guidelines. So, so far, all of the deals that I've worked on have proceeded or are on the path to close out without any significant hurdles. But where I am anticipating some issues is with investor applications, uh, particularly where people have purchased a condo a few years ago and have used their home equity line of credit for the down payment, um, which for the most part, like I'm totally down with that, but it's uh, for some people, it's it's pretty dramatic right now because of the uh, uh, crazy increase in, in interest rates. So I'm anticipating that a few of these files will reach the critical stage, uh, like the outcome will not not be like what the buyer expected. It, it might get a bit stressful. 
totally doable at the end, but again, not what the applicant expected. The owner-occupied principal residence type of transactions, you know, for these uh, one, two, and three-year kind of uh, condo completions that are coming to here, for the most part, these are pretty safe, other than the current interest rate environment, of course, which no one likes. But almost all of the applicants have successfully trended to higher income, you know, and credit source levels, uh, credit score levels, excuse me, since they signed off on the purchase a few years back. So for this this clientele, I mean, you know, they they signed the contract two or three years ago. They just started their careers and, and they're on the up. So it's very odd that that they would go backwards and, and experience some difficulty, even with the higher interest rates right now. Um, I'm, I'm finding most of, most of them, it's not really a big issue. Um, so all good there. These new construction completion applicants pretty much, you know, they, they grow into that comfort level with their mortgage from the day they signed the purchase contract a couple of years ago. And I've done quite a few of these. And, you know, two years ago, we, we've done some with the expectation that their income will increase, their down payment may increase, and we had a backup plan, you know, if in the event it doesn't and you're laid off or whatever, we had a plan B, we had the parents on standby and so on. So... Lots of uh, new construction closes going on right now. The other transaction type I'm seeing lots of these days and for the past year or so is uh, interprovincial migration. And of course, I mean the migration of people to Alberta from other provinces, mainly British Columbia and Ontario. And prior to last year, I've been doing tons of new to Canada transactions. Um, but with all the anti-foreign buyer rules and taxes that rolled out in the past couple of years, things kind of dried up on that front. So this, the interprovincial movement to Alberta, is by far my biggest deal type these days. Um, it's insane, actually. The, the inquiries I get for this are through the roof. And really, it's probably the most gratifying uh, or satisfying type of deal that I do. And it's become more and more evident with new housing activity uh, especially on the rise in Alberta. And it really shouldn't be a big surprise. And to, to add to it, expectations are that this population-driven demand for Alberta will continue for the rest of the year and, and likely into next year um, and even beyond that. Even despite labor shortages and high interest rates, it's clearly no secret anymore. Like, no more come-to-Alberta campaigns. Like, they're simply not required. People can read through the lines. Calgary and Edmonton are the go-to destination um, destinations for Canadians who aspire to own a home. That's it, plain and simple. It's way cheaper than Vancouver and Toronto. And um, you don't significantly compromise your lifestyle. I mean, you still get to live in a large urban city with all the big city amenities. Not quite the Toronto or Vancouver offering, but still a large city setting uh, and feel. And right now I'm doing several relocations of Canadians from British Columbia and Ontario, uh, like I mentioned, who are in the process of closing or have recently closed on their purchases in either Calgary or Edmonton. And uh, a few of the like suburb parts of Calgary and Edmonton as well, like Red Deer, uh, in, in further out Grand Prairie, we've done a few deals. And I've witnessed, you know, firsthand their uh, euphoria. Like it's incredible, the transition for these people. It is. It's truly amazing. Um, they go from barely being able to purchase like an, an outdated, undersized and 
way overpriced property in either Greater Vancouver or Toronto. They go from that to purchasing a newer, larger, and much cheaper property in Alberta. So you can just imagine that feeling. Um, the property discount is so significant that they don't even blink at today's interest rates. Not a big deal. This pattern, this movement is is in progress and is expected to continue, like they said, for, for a couple more years. I believe several years more. Um, here's one I'm wrapping up right now. Young couple from Vancouver, they, they accepted that they will never, like they've told me, they've accepted they will never own a home in Vancouver. And you just think about that, like, oh my God, that's crazy. That kind of put things in perspective for me. I'm like, wow, I've never never really heard that declaration um, from from an applicant. Together, you know, this is a, a common law cu- um, couple. They're, they're going to earn about $160,000 a year. And most of the jobs I'm finding when people do the relocation um, lately, I don't know if it's a stroke of luck with these applications I'm working on, but there's transfers to Calgary. <laughs> a lot of employers are, are have that ability to either allow them to work remotely uh, or they have an office based in Calgary as well, which totally makes sense because uh, Calgary has a lot of head office locations as well. Uh, based right in the city they contacted me they uh, got them pre-qualified and within a few weeks they got their offer accepted for a townhome in calgary for four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. so a townhome 1300 square feet single attached garage in a pretty desirable part of calgary like it's in the northwest area close to the uh, lrt the, the you know the sky train equivalent in calgary and all this with a down payment of only $50,000. Now, this same profile, you know, $160,000 a year combined income <clears throat> with a $50,000 down payment will maybe get you one of those, um, you know, ridiculous, no offense to anyone who's buying one of these, but 300 square foot micro units, condos. But, you know, it definitely won't get them that townhome they desire because you're basically looking at a price tag of at least over 1 million for a townhome in uh, greater Vancouver, which then means your minimum down payment increases to the bare minimum 20% because it's 1 million or higher. Your, your down payment would increase to $200,000 and then boom, bang, that's the end of the dream. And I'm telling you, like these outcomes are incredible. No one is writing about how the affordability crisis in British Columbia and, and Ontario, um, how, how it's affecting the birth rate in Canada. But don't lose hope, people. Like, I mean, people are finding they're like, okay, well, you know, we got a, a little condo here in, in Vancouver, 400, 500 square feet. Yay, let's get married. Can't even have kids. Like, seriously, think about that. That is messed up. And, and that's what's going on in uh, GVA, GTA area. No one's really writing about that right now, but um, don't lose hope, people. There is a solution or option. Like, seriously, some couples are getting their dreams crushed of becoming homeowners. Um, That's one thing, but how about the same couple now abolishing or surrendering the thought of starting a family? That's just not right. That's insane. Messed up. That we have arrived to this in Canadian real estate. Not being able to own a home, you know. But even worse, the, the dream of starting a family. And that's the case with some of the files I'm working on right now. It's young people who are choosing to pack up and relocate 
and move to a place where they can basically start dreaming again. So when I say euphoria, that's what I mean. You can now end up in a pretty darn cool place like Calgary, and you can buy a home, not a condo, like a, a town home, a full-on home with multiple bedrooms and even a basement and a garage. And of course, a yard, a yard too. Think about that. Wow, a yard. And all for a fraction of the price you would pay in Vancouver or Toronto. If you're thinking about it, especially if you're young, I would say give it some serious thought. I have been there and witnessed it with many of my clients. And uh, the outcome is truly wholesome, genuine happiness. These people are happy, happy right now. Um, lots of these on my desk right now. It makes me happy to do these files. It's, uh, it's awesome. Awesome for these people. And I, I, love, uh, I love the outcomes here. I hope you're getting some value out of today's talk. The whole idea is to dedicate an entire episode to one specific topic. So if it's something else you are looking to learn about, simply scroll through my past episodes and skim the titles for the particular topic you are looking for. And if you can't find what you're looking for, then send me a text and I'll be sure to talk about it in the following episode. Call or text me anytime at 604-800-9593 or find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. More so Calgary, but uh, people are moving to Alberta. And finally, the last type of deal transaction, not the last type, but the one that just comes to mind, which I'm seeing tons of, are uh, renewals and refinances. This is naturally a massive part of the mortgage volume, uh, the mortgage business. But especially these days, depending on which day or which lender you are dealing with, this has become one of the most disappointing service experiences in our industry right now. And the reason why is because lenders simply do not have enough qualified manpower to, to handle the complicated requests of its existing mortgage holders. Like right now, Lenders are, are all banking on their customers to not ask questions at renewal time like never before. They, they so want you to take the path of least resistance and simply sign on the dotted line for their renewal offer. And in the past, many customers did so because it was all about the rate, right? But now it's different. It's not just about the interest rate. It's about so many other things right now, like uh, helping people manage their monthly cash flow. That's a big one where in order to do so, you have to make actual structural changes to the mortgage to get your monthly payment to a more manageable figure. Or consolidating some of your high interest debt and payment debt into your renewed mortgage. Formulating these solutions takes time, experience, expertise, and resources. And many banks simply cannot handle the load right now. To do these types of transactions may seem simple in theory, but the amount of work required is quite significant. Like you need to re-adjudicate that file as per the standards of the Department of Finance in Canada and all the regulatory bodies that, that lending institutions adhere to. Oftentimes there's an appraisal required for the property. You have to get an appraisal. Then you have to prepare legal documents. There's lawyers involved, which their job is to re-register that mortgage with the land title department. So they have to modify your land title. It's so much more to the process than just signing a couple of documents. So here's the scarier part though. Some banks have even hinted that they are looking to make some employment cuts 
in the coming months. So if you're in this bracket, like your mortgage is up for renewal and you need some changes to it, you need to align with someone who knows what they're doing. And if you're not getting a quality response from your lender, find someone else and move on. There's too much at stake. And once you are aligned with someone, good. Be patient with them. Respond to their questions and document requests. Um, this is simply the process of underwriting. And if you are requiring any alterations to your mortgage at renewal time, underwriting is required. So there's going to be some work involved. This does not deviate from lender to lender, by the way. They, are, they all must requalify, re-underwrite your file, your application. Um, it's simply a regulation within the Canadian mortgage industry. It just needs to be done. It's the law. You need to see it through. So um, be patient on that front. And, and more importantly, if you're not getting any attention from your bank or your lender or your mortgage broker, like move on quick. Don't waste time because uh, time is of the essence. And one thing, if you're not moving quick enough, rates are increasing in the meantime. You're losing there. And the other thing, it, you could just be too late. Your mortgage could auto-renew into the crappy rates that your lender is probably offering you right now. So, uh, yeah, be proactive. You can just give me a call, 604-800-9593. Okay, and lastly, what, you're all, what you've all been waiting for, waiting to hear about, of course, interest rates, right? It's been on my mind, of course. It's, it's been on my mind. The interest rate environment has been extremely volatile and generally fast-moving. Uh, like no warnings at all. It just happens. So the best way I can sum things up about interest rates is to offer a simple perspective on it. Yes, rates have increased and they have increased significantly in the past 18 months or so. And here's my advice on how to handle things these days. Number one, don't be so resolute and conclusive about uh, interest rates. Like gauge your comfort level by the amount of the payment rather than the actual interest rate. And I'm not saying to simply ignore the interest rate. Of course not. But don't let it be the uh, be-all, end-all. Like, for example, $2,000 per month. This could be any one of the following scenarios. It could be the cost to service a $200,000 uh, new mortgage uh, with a B lender that is charging you, not a B lender, a private lender that's charging you 12%. Interest-only payments, $2,000 on it. $200,000 mortgage. But what it allowed that person to do was pay off some critical debt and it brought, you know, bought them some more valuable time that they need to plan their next move so they can execute their next move strategically and, and they need that time to put them in a better situation. $2,000 a month for that. $2,000 a month, it could, it could also be the cost of a $325,000 mortgage at 5.64%. So I just mentioned $2,000 a month for 12% interest only on 200,000. It also costs $2,000 a month for a $325,000 uh, $325,000 mortgage at 5.64% amortized over 25 years. So, you know, it, it's it's all relative, it's all subjective. Um, there, there, there's so many other items that it could be, uh, also I wrote one down here. It could be the, the net cost of a $420,000 investment property. So for $2,000 a month, you can get a $420,000 investment property after the offsetting rental income is factored in. So those are just three examples that I wrote down here alone that cost $2,000 a month that I can go on. So there's countless other solutions you can purchase for $2,000 a month, but 
That's my point. Take the sticker shock emotion out of it and focus in on the cash flow, you know, or, or like they say, or your why. Okay. Like what's the point of all this? This alone will shift your focus from a panic and a stress kind of mode to more of a take action. I found a solution type of perspective. Um, you know, more of a winning mindset. Okay. My, my number two point on interest rates, whatever you do, remember that it won't be forever. Don't fret over the fact that you reset your amortization to 25 or 30 years. Like, seriously, people need to relax about this one. Right now, if you need relief, don't hesitate if it means increasing your amortization to its maximum. Like, who cares? Get it up to 25, 30 years. It doesn't matter. You can easily revert back to your intended amortization at any time in the future by simply increasing your payment by like $100, by $200, by $50. Don't be hard on yourself. Stretch your mortgage out to its maximum so you can survive. And when you're back on your feet, you can pull it back in. Remember, today's interest rates are not forever. But what is kind of forever is the life of your mortgage. So you have the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years to increase your income, capture a better interest rate environment, or wait for the market to appreciate, to work in your favor. Whatever the case may be, do what you have to do now to give yourself relief. At the very worst case scenario, you can buy yourself more time to plan or strategize your next move. So just be patient on that front. Um, and the, the interest rates, they are what they are. Um, your situation is unique like everyone else's. So if you're looking to renew or do a refinance, just give me a call directly because pricing mortgage interest rates right now is rocket science. So, uh, give me a call directly. I mean, we, we got rates from 5.54% all the way up to 7.2% with a, a ton of features and variations in between that extending amortizations to 35 years, paying interest only, and so on. Okay, so um, I, I don't like just blurbing out interest rates, but that's the range right there. And um, it, it all depends on your property, your equity position, your income, your credit, and all this crazy stuff. So give me a call and uh, we can discuss that in greater detail. 604-800-9593. Okay, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime. If you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta, as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces, especially if you're from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over Canada and the entire world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Or for those who have moved from another province, from one province to another, as I specialize in new to Canada and relocation mortgage applications. Call or text me at 604-800-9592. You can get me on my WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgage Economics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.